Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Parkinson's Recovery. This is Robert Rogers. Parkinson's Recovery is the place to always come on Thursdays at 11 o'clock Pacific Time to get incredible information that can help individuals with the symptoms of Parkinson's get sustained relief from their symptoms. Everybody I interview who has the symptoms of Parkinson's tells me that stress is directly related to their symptoms. When stress is up, the symptoms are worse. So clearly, it makes good sense to conclude that if you have ways of being able to address stress when it comes up moment to moment during each and every day, symptoms are going to be a whole lot better. My guest today is Keith Zhang, who has an amazing, and I want to say again, an amazing array of suggestions of what you can do in the moment to be able to reduce stress. And the best part about my interview with Keith is each and every suggestion that he's got, and you're going to hear a very large number of ideas, do not cost a cent. This is Robert Rogers from Parkinson's Recovery. I have with me today Keith Zhang, who is the owner and operator of the Moon Glow Enlightenment Center. For those of you who have not heard of that, and you probably have, the Moon Glow Enlightenment Center is between Elma, Washington, is at Elma, Washington, and it is between Olympia and Aberdeen, and it is really the center of the universe. Thanks so much for being with us today, Keith. Uh, thank you, Robert, for uh, for having me as your guest today. Uh, yes, um, the Moon Glow Enlightenment Center. We're located uh, on five acres up in the the hills near Elma, Washington, and uh, we're basically a center that that works with people on uh, stress reduction and uh, energy healing, such as Reiki, and uh, visualizations, and uh, helping them rediscover the spirit and the light that's within themselves. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to do the work that you're doing now. Well, uh, my wife and I, my wife's name is Annie, uh, have been doing Reiki, um, which is a form of energy work that comes from uh, Japan. Uh, we've been doing that since uh, 1998, uh, so just about 12 years. Um, and it was really uh, an eye-opening experience in terms of, of healing work and learning about uh, stress reduction and, and different uh, forms of healing. Several years ago, I ended up getting a master's in uh, metaphysical education, which, which also helps me um, teach, teach various uh, forms of healing and meditation. Um, I've also written a book called Touching the Light, which is out in all your, uh, your best Amazon.coms and online book retailers, um, specifically about discovering the light from within, and with that also comes that healing and enlightenment. Um, it has no religious overtones. It's more about the self. And, um, and so that's what we do at our, our Enlightenment Center, um, also working with uh, environmental footprints and how we interact with the earth. So today you're going to be talking about techniques for healing and stress reduction. One of the techniques that you mentioned you're going to be talking about today is breathing. Tell us more about that. Yes, uh, it's, it's amazing how uh, much of us, and I include myself in that, uh, we don't breathe enough. And a lot of times we walk through life, either we're driving or we're at the office or we're, we're at home, maybe we're watching television or reading a book or whatever, but we breathe very shallowly. 
We don't take the deep breaths that are necessary to keep the system oxygenated, to keep the energy system healthy and free from blocks. So one of the, the great things that can help us in terms of, first of all, beginning with stress reduction, is to work on a very simple technique for breathing. And how each and every one of us can do this. In fact, many of the things we're going to be talking about today are tools that each person can use. And it doesn't cost anything. They're free. They, they're, they're tools that we use within ourselves. And what's one of the most basic things we do is we breathe. It's something we're constantly doing. And to keep the body oxygenated, to help keep that stress down, breathing can be one of the most effective tools to make that happen. So a very, very simple technique is, first of all, concentrate on your breathing and make it a, a conscious effort to do this. So start by sitting up, sitting up in a chair uh, with a flat back chair with your feet on the ground. And just take a few deep breaths in through your nose and out through your mouth. And you can, you can kind of do this while, while you're listening to this as well, just to give it a try. Um, so breathing in through your nose, out through your mouth, you can start with a very simple four count. So breathing in, let's try it on a four count, in through your nose, one, two, three, four. And then out through your mouth, breathing one, two, three, four. Now try this a couple times. If you feel like you're getting lightheaded, that's good. There's a lot of oxygen getting into your system. But you probably don't want to do this too much. If you're not used to bringing a lot of air into your lungs and you find yourself getting dizzy, slow down, take a few minutes, and try it again. So let's try that again. In with a four count. One, two, three, Four and out. One, two, three, four. And as you're doing this, you should be breathing from your diaphragm. Many people are breathing up in the chest where uh, your chest expands as you breathe in. And as you breathe out, your chest kind of deflates. So that's chest breathing. What happens with that is you take all your energy and your muscles and you're pushing everything up into your neck. So this is typically when people get really tight necks, their shoulders are kind of up around their ears. This is from chest breathing. The natural way of breathing and what happens when you fall asleep and you're no longer uh, walking around and, and, and conscious is your body reverts to diaphragmatic breathing. So what this is is you feel that your diaphragm moves down as you breathe in and moves up as you breathe out. And so what's going to happen is your stomach area, your abdominal area, is actually when you breathe in, is going to kind of move outward, and your chest is actually going to collapse, in a sense, moving downward. And then as you breathe out, your diaphragm is going to push out, your stomach is going to move back in, and your chest is going to move outward. So it's actually the exact opposite of when you're chest breathing. Chest breathing, your chest expands outward and then moves inward with diaphragmatic breathing. When you breathe in, your abdominal area, as the diaphragm moves down and inflates the lungs, moves outward. And then when you breathe out, it moves inward. And it's going to be much more relaxing. You're not going to get all that stress up in your neck and your shoulders, and you're going to be a lot more relaxed. So remember, breathing can be a very powerful tool 
for stress reduction and to keep a lot of that stress up from your neck and your shoulders. I've been practicing as Keith has been talking, and now I'm fully relaxed. We'll be right back with Keith Sang in just a minute. Parkinson's Recovery is taking a seven-day cruise to Alaska. The cruise boat leaves on May the 3rd from Seattle. To get additional information, you can call Truckee Robertson at the following phone number, 360-987-2333. Sign up by February 12th, and you get an amazing fare reduction of the equivalent of only $100 a day or $699. You can't beat that deal anywhere. And all of the workshops, all of the presentations by Parkinson's recovery staff and presenters are free. Now back to Keith Sang. Tell us, Keith, if you would, what a person can do who is unable to go to sleep because their thinking and their mind is just too busy. Well, I have to say I think that happens to all of us. I know that I've woken up at 2 o'clock in the morning with my mind suddenly racing, which it was very relaxed before. I'm suddenly awake. And all these thoughts start going through my head for some unexplicable reason. Here it is, 2 in the morning, and my mind is just moving forward, and uh, it won't quiet down. So really, what it's about is taming the thought process, taming the mind to not take over and take control of the body. Because what happens then, we're in bed, we're trying to get back to sleep, our mind is racing and racing, and next thing you know, we've lost an hour or two or maybe more, of sleep, and we have the rest of the day we have to get through uh, with that sleep deprivation. And that can cause stress, um, it can cause a foggy mind, it can, you know, all these things that, that we basically don't want to happen uh, during the daytime. So what I found that really helps to relax, because it's all about slowing the mind down, getting it, getting it kind of back in a space where the body can take over and bring the chemicals in to help induce sleep. So the breathing exercises, which I was talking about before, can be used very simply to bring the mind back to a center place and let the body take over and let, and let it get sleepy. So starting again, um, visualize a line running down the center of your body that separates the two halves of your body, the left side and the right side. And as you do this, just feel it kind of move down through your body. So you're kind of centered. So you're feeling centered. You're feeling grounded in a way. And just once again, begin that breathing on a four count. And make sure you count, you know, slowly. Breathing in, one, two, three, four. And breathing out, one, two, three, four. And keep the counting going. And keep the, the light, easy breathing going, oxygenating the body, relaxing the mind. As the thought processes begin to come back into your head and moving into those numbers that you're counting, know that they're there, know their thoughts are there, but bring it back to a center, centralize your body again, keep yourself centered with that line running up and down your body, and go back to the counting. Before long, what's going to happen is you're going to bring your mind back to a center space. Those strong thoughts are going to become tamed. The body's going to get sleepy. And ultimately, you should be able to get back to sleep within a short period of time. It's really about bringing everything back together, quieting everything down, 
and soon you'll find you'll be back to sleep in no time. We'll be right back with Keith Sang in just a minute. This is Robert Rogers, and you're listening to my interview with Keith Zang on our cruise to Alaska, sponsored by Parkinson's Recovery. Suzanne Jonas will be talking about how she goes about making music medicine CDs. These are CDs that give people the frequencies that their bodies need to be able to return to full health and wellness. I interviewed Suzanne in a prior radio program several weeks ago, and she's going to be one of our guest presenters. The goal of being able to uh, present to individuals who are on the cruise is to expose everyone to experiences and to ideas you've never, ever had the opportunity to experience or hear before. So what you'll find is new experiences and new ideas, things that are simply not available anywhere near where you actually live. Suzanne Jonas actually lives in Maryville, Tennessee. Back now to Keith Zhang. Tell us, if you would, Keith, about techniques people can use, self-help techniques that are visualization for reducing stress. Okay, well, uh, first of all, we start off with the, the breathing techniques, which I talked about before. So getting yourself in a nice, uh, comfortable position, but not too comfortable so you fall asleep. So laying down um, is typically not good because you're, you're, it's a signal for your body to really relax and you'll ultimately probably fall asleep, which then you won't finish your visualizations. Uh, you'll be relaxed, but um, you really want to do the visualizations to help uh, with that overall stress reduction. And so find yourself a nice, comfortable chair. So your feet should be on the floor. Your back should be flat. The breathing techniques, bringing it in. Now, the visualization, what, I, what I, I'd like to, uh, to work with here is finding a place that you're very comfortable, a memory or a place you've been to. For example, a beach. Some people love to be on the beach. That's actually one of my favorite ones. I'm a very big beach person. I think uh, being right on the ocean, uh, visualizing myself sitting in a chair on a nice white sand beach somewhere in the tropics, for me is my, one of my sacred places I like to go. And so when I visualize myself being in there, some people like to be in a winter situation. Some people like to be in the woods um, or just a favorite memory that you like to be in front of a fire. Whatever it is, that makes you feel relaxed and safe. This is where you're going to want to go. So visualizing that space at the same time, breathing, once again, on a four count, bringing yourself into that space is going to help reduce your stress. You're going to feel good. And you can do this for as long as you want. If you have a hard time sitting, and relaxing, start with five minutes. It's amazing how much you can get done in the body with five minutes of gentle breathing and visualization. And as time goes on, you can increase this time limit. It's like anything else. As you practice it, you're going to get better. And so if you start with five minutes, do that for a while, then raise it to seven, then ten, et cetera, et cetera. So try to find a space at least once or twice in a day where you can do the breathing, where you can bring in the visualization and feel yourself relax. We'll be right back with Keith Sang in just a minute. 
This is Robert Rogers. You're listening to my interview with Keith Sang on the Parkinson's Recovery 7-Day Cruise to Alaska that departs from Seattle on May 3rd. Daniel Loney will be joining us as a guest presenter. Daniel has the symptoms of Parkinson's and about six or seven years ago was just short of going into a nursing home. He's symptom-free today, and he attributes that to his dedication to Tai Chi. Daniel presents workshops and works with individuals to help them learn how to do Tai Chi and Qigong to be able to get relief from their symptoms. His work is absolutely remarkable. He will be doing workshops on the cruise that, of course, are also free. Don't miss it. It's the opportunity of a lifetime. He's used this to be able to literally find that he can be today symptom-free. So have an opportunity to meet a most remarkable individual. Now back to my previously recorded interview with Keith Sang. Tell us about how people can help to heal themselves using colors. Well, I found um, doing Reiki and other types of energy work, I do a lot of integrative um, energy work with different forms of, of energy healing. One of the most powerful tools that each person can use for themselves is the use of color. And once again, this is one of those things that each person can utilize, and it doesn't cost anything. You bring it with you. Um, you have a visualization of color already kind of in your mind and in your in your in your daily life on on, on what you uh, see as terms of color around you but to bring that into a specific visualization can focus that energy and make it very very powerful for healing the physical self uh, the emotional self as well and can also bring great levels of stress reduction so for example red is a color that is very active it, uh, it, it makes people um, want to be active, want to be um, energized. And conversely, blue is a very cooling color, one that's very relaxing, as is green. Green is a very healing color. Green is a very relaxing color. And as you see out in nature, blue is a very, very common color, as is, of course, green with all the plants and the foliage and especially as you get into the tropics, things are very green. Um, and in the summertime in many parts of, uh, of Europe and America and uh, many other countries around the globe. So green and blue are two extremely relaxing and healing colors. So, for example, um, with trauma, let's say you get a cut or you get a burn somewhere on your body, on your hands, for example. Um, as you do the first aid on that, whether it's a bandage, whether it's whatever it might be, even if it's, if it's more severe and you have to go and get stitches or, or something of that nature, once that initial first aid is taken care of, then the healing process begins. And so what you can do is visualize green, a very healing and powerful color. You can visualize that in the area that you want healing on. So let's say you have a cut. Visualizing first a little bit of red coming in actively, bringing the blood flow in there because the body does need blood flow. Bringing in a little bit of green, covering that, and visualizing the healing process 
on that site will help speed up the healing process. And I've, I've done this for many people. I've taught many people how to do this. And later they come to me and go, I can't believe how quickly this healed up. I can't believe um, this happened so fast. And, for example, uh, when we had uh, our second child, uh, by that time I was very well versed in using color and visualization. And my wife had our second daughter, Mesa, via cesarean. And so she had quite a bit of a, a surgery and, and uh, some healing to do there. So she used visualization. She used the color healing. And the doctors in the hospital said they were absolutely amazed how quickly she was healing. She went home early. Follow-up with the public health nurse that came over to check on how she was doing was amazed at how quickly um, that site was healing up. And they very quickly took the sutures out, and she was up and around and walking in about half the time. So for any of you out there that are, that are maybe going through a surgery or have some physical issue that you're dealing with, using green and red together can really bring a lot of energy into that site. It really gives the body something to concentrate on. It gives the body something to work on to bring its resources to bear on that site. Now, there's other colors that can also be used. Purple is a very powerful color for relaxing. Uh, once again, if you're using those breathing techniques, you can bring the color purple in, surround yourself with it, and it can be a very powerful color to help you relax as well, as is blue. Also, we've worked with uh, cancer patients on visualizing after they've had their their chemo treatments or radiation treatments. Um, visualizing for nausea, yellow in the stomach area, yellow and orange. That also helps with nausea. Um, it helps calm the stomach. And also uh, on the cancer side itself, you can visualize purple. Purple or white is an extremely powerful uh, color for healing um, things like tumors and cancer in, a, in conjunction with uh, whatever other treatments that person is using. So different colors bringing in for different uh, reasons, different healing um, opportunities. Uh, color, I found, just helps increase the body's ability to do its own healing work. For an individual who has constipation as a symptom of their Parkinson's, would there be a specific color you'd recommend that they visualize? Yes. Um, white is a very powerful overall color. Um, and for constipation, that person can put their hands on their abdominal area and visualize uh, white um, healing energy going in to their abdominal area and helping release release um, that energy which is all kind of bound up in there. Many people have localized pain in, for example, a right thigh or a left shoulder which impedes their ability to be mobile. Would you have specific recommendations of colors they could visualize to get relief from that very specific and localized pain? Uh, yes, actually, um, blue is a very, very powerful color that I found um, to help with pain and pain issues, especially as you're talking about the localized pain. And the color that I visualize that helps me 
is more of kind of an electric blue, like a blue with kind of a silvery tint to it. Um, for some reason, that has some really powerful effects on pain. And so when I've worked with people who have chronic pain or um, individual acute pain for that moment, is to bring in that electric blue color and just, just visualize the pain washing away down and out an extremity or out and away from the body and letting that color just take the pain away and release it out away from the body. I have correspondence with a number of individuals who are getting incredible relief from the symptoms of Parkinson's but are hesitant to be interviewed because they have some difficulty with talking, with, with being able to vocalize their thoughts. Is there a, a color in particular that I could recommend that they visualize to open up their ability to talk loudly and clearly? Uh, yeah, that would um, probably be blue. Um, blue is a very powerful color in the throat area. Um, one of the things, or one of the systems that I work with is the chakra systems, which are the energy centers of the body. And the energy center color for the, for the throat is blue. Blue um, is a, especially a, a lighter shade of blue, is very powerful in the throat area. And if a person can visualize blue surrounding the vocal cords, and around the throat area and then speak and get warmed up and use the vocal cords and visualize that blue coming in and opening up the vocal cords, opening up the airway to help with speech that should be able to help. I have one final symptom to ask about. What about depression? There are a number of people with the symptoms of Parkinson's who are just terribly depressed. What could they visualize that might be able to jumpstart them from being depressed to being happy and elated? I actually have uh, two tools that can be used for that. And the best color um, for somebody with depression, I found, is yellow. Yellow, we relate to the sun. We relate to um, happiness and brightness in a room and Yellow rooms evoke, you know, sort of awake and alive and happy and free. And so the color yellow can be extremely powerful in getting the endorphins rolling in the body, bringing a, a very sunny sort of attitude into the emotional self. Um, and so if a person really wants to work with getting out of depression, and I've lived in the Northwest for the last 20 years, and we have a lot of cold and rainy days without a lot of sun. Um, so that, especially in the middle of winter, can kind of get you down. I always use yellow, and I visualize myself. I sit in a chair. I use my breathing techniques, and I visualize yellow not only surrounding my body, but also as I breathe in and I breathe out, I'm visualizing breathing in yellow color and breathing out yellow color. And another powerful tool that I have found that's extremely um, useful for people are flower essences. And so a flower essence is actually the energy from a flower. It's not the smell. All things that exist in our world have a different vibrational energy to them, and flowers are no different. It's the same thing as crystals and stones and whatnot. They have sort of tend to have healing um, energetic properties, but so do flowers. And flower essences are a way that reach down into the emotional self and heal that. And so for depression, one of the most uh, 
powerful things you can do besides antidepressants, um, if you really want to work on that natural level, is go and get some flower essences that are related to yellow flowers. So the energy of yellow flowers is typically of brightness, of happiness, of hope. So things like sunflowers and dandelions and different sorts of other yellow flowers that you can find. Even the yellow broom from Scotch Broom can be a very, very powerful flower essence that a person can use. They just go under the tongue. It's a liquid. goes under the tongue. And the results that, that come about from using flower essences on the emotional self, because depression really is about emotion. And flower essences are a way of really helping bring out that inner sun, that inner light that we all have that can be lost sometimes with, with illnesses and life situations that can go on for long periods of time. And so yellow flowers and that yellow color really work together to help bring out that sunniness that we really all have inside of us that sometimes just need a little extra push to kind of come out. We'll be right back with Keith Sang in just a minute. I'm Robert Rogers. You're listening to my previously recorded interview with Keith Zhang. During the Parkinson's Recovery 7-Day Cruise to Alaska, which is going to be leaving from Seattle on May the 3rd, I'll also be doing a family constellation workshop. Of course, that'll be free. And I know many of you have never heard of what a family constellation workshop is all about. I won't be giving a lecture about it. I won't be explaining what family constellation work is all about. I'll actually be doing it with a volunteer who will express a dynamic in their family system, and we will see, in fact, what might be happening in that family that could contribute to the symptoms of Parkinson's. Once that's identified, we then clear it out. Sound interesting? I am here to tell you I've done hundreds of constellations, and with each one that I do, I am absolutely amazed at what is revealed and what winds up being cleared and released. It's amazing work, and to be able to experience that, you need to come on the seven-day Parkinson's Recovery Cruise to Alaska. In other words, you're going to get an incredible vacation plus all of this other supplemental information you can't get anywhere else. Call Kurt Robertson from Twin Harbors Travel to get more information about the cruise. His phone number is 360-987-2333. Tell us, Keith, about how sound or toning might be used for healing the symptoms of Parkinson's. Okay. Um, sound is a, is a very powerful tool. Um, sometimes when we hear a sound we don't like, how that can really negatively impact our day and our sort of our emotional state. But when we hear sounds that we really like or enjoy, can put us into a, a place of peace and relaxation, and we're very open for healing. And so there's, there's different instruments out there that are used to help relax and quiet the mind. Um, one example are crystal bowls. They're basically toning bowls that are made out of quartz crystal that's been melted. And then what happens is the person plays the quartz bowl around its edge and it creates this tone that enters the space and just really helps facilitate 
um, opening up the energy centers of the body, um, relaxing the mind, and sort of bringing the energy of the body into harmony with itself so that healing can happen on a higher level. So crystal bowls and people have also heard of Tibetan singing bowls, which are made out of brass. They create a tone. Um, a simple thing that many people do um, that could relate to this is if they've ever taken a, a crystal glass that maybe you have wine in or something to drink and they put their finger around it and, they, and it starts singing. It makes it sort of a very um, high tone. It's very similar to that. Uh, a crystal bowl or a Tibetan singing bowl is very similar to that. And whether you have a bowl or not, you can go out and actually purchase CDs um, at your local um, store or go online to Amazon or some other um, store that sells you know, a wide variety of CDs. Um, another is a lot of what people call New Age music really incorporates a lot of relaxation tones, a lot of healing tones that help bring the body and the mind into um, a coordinated effort for that relaxation. There's also special CDs that are created specifically for healing, um, different aspects of the body and the mind. And so those you can find as well. Um, there's also using of tuning forks. The C and G tuning fork, when played together, create a harmonious sound that also helps bring the energy system of the body um, into balance. It helps open the energy systems of the body. It helps remove blocks in the body, energy blocks in the body, so that a more deeper healing can take place. There's also a practice called toning, where a person uses their own voice to bring out sound that helps release um, areas of the body that may be blocked, blocked energy, um, areas of the body that need release, like in the solar plexus area, down deep in the abdominal area, where we store a lot of our fears, our anxieties, and that energy, energy can get caught up in that area. And toning, using the voice, um, sometimes to a particular key, but often it's just how the person wants to release the sound in these long, um, drawn-out um, you know, vocal uh, moments helps the body release as well. So there's, there's tuning forks, there's crystal bowls, there's different types of music where the, where the creator of the music puts in specific tones and specific wavelengths that help with the body to bring about um, release of stuck energy and helps that healing process take place. Some people who are listening to these quite delightful ideas might think, well, all that sounds nice and it would probably be pleasant, but uh, they might be saying to themselves, well, I doubt it's really going to have any profound influence on my symptoms. What would you say to somebody who has that skepticism? I think um, a lot of people come to me and they, they ask questions about their health and their healing, and they're they're their mind is kind of put into a certain paradigm where there may be only one way of going about a healing process. Um, but I guess many of these tools that we're talking about today may take a little bit of movement into a new realm of thinking, a new way of thinking, and that uh, many of these types of um, processes 
these types of tools that we're talking about today, such as sound, have extremely powerful effects on the body if a person begins to really embrace them, work with them. It may not, you may not see big results the first time you try it or the second. But incorporating breathing and sound and color into your daily life, over time you will begin to see change. And so it really takes, for some people, a paradigm shift in their thought, away from the Western science that says, if you take this pill, if I put you in this machine, if I, you know, if I do this for you, that all will be well. That it really is about us as human beings. We're the ones who are ultimately responsible for the healing processes that are going to take place in our body. And so pills can help facilitate that for some people. And being in uh, machines or whatever can help facilitate that. But the actual healing comes from ourselves. And so there's tools out there such as sound that can work in a way on the body, that can release blocks, that can release um, stress, that can help release endorphins and other things in the body that need for healing purposes. So it's really about changing your way of thought and trying these things and not giving up right away but giving them a chance. We'll be right back with Keith Sang, who is talking about healing and stress reduction techniques that do not cost a cent. This is Robert Rogers, and Parkinson's Recovery will be going to Alaska on a cruise for seven days, leaving Seattle on May the 3rd. I just want to say that it's important to me that as many individuals on the road to recovery come as can come. We are going to create an incredible energy vortex of individuals who are experimenting, who are finding ways to get incredible and sustained relief from their symptoms. I want to invite everybody to sign up and come. One of the presenters is Deborah Russell, who is a multi-dimensional healer. And you ask, what in the world is that? Well, I interviewed Deborah on a previous radio program, so I invite everyone to listen to that interview. She basically gets at the origin of what is creating symptoms of any illness, and of course, our interest here are the symptoms of Parkinson's. It's amazing work. She's not going to be explaining it. She's not going to be talking about it. She's actually going to be doing the work. Everything we do on the cruise, on these free workshops, will be experiential. So instead of listening to people talking at you using PowerPoints, we're going to be offering experiences for everybody who is in attendance. PowerPoints are, I must say, actually outlawed. So if you'd like to be able to get incredible information uh, from Deborah Russell and experiences that are multidimensional, you got to come on the cruise to Alaska. Truckee Robertson is the man who can sign you up for the vacation. His phone number is 360-987-2333. Tell us, if you would, Keith, more about how energy work might be used by an individual to reduce stress and to heal the symptoms of Parkinson's. One of the, the greatest tools that I've discovered, so this is my own personal discovery, that I've also shared with many thousands of people over the years, that many have also found to be very useful for themselves is various forms of energy medicine or energy healing whereby um, 
the person themselves or they have another person working with them help transfer what might be considered life force energy or the energy that it's all around us. Uh, some call it chi, ki, prana. There's different names for it. But that it's that which sort of animates us as as humans, as animals, as plants. They all have a certain energetic structure to them. And so energy healing or energy medicine is simply using the energy that's around us to concentrate it for healing purposes. Now, the one that I talk about probably more than, than any others is Reiki, and that's spelled R-E-I-K-I. Reiki comes from Japan. It was, in kind of in quotation marks, rediscovered in the late 1800s uh, by a man named Dr. Ushui. And he began to use it in Kyoto and began to get really, really good results. Ultimately, by World War II, it had come over here to America and was being used quite extensively. Now, coming into um, the 21st century, Reiki is being practiced in hospitals, in chemical dependency centers, uh, mental health facilities, in cancer wards, in just in many, many aspects of the healthcare system, the Western healthcare system. And then it's being used by millions and millions and millions of other people um, in their own private and personal lives. And so basically Reiki is just another form of moving energy to the self through the hands is typically how it's done. And a person can put their hands on themselves and work on different parts of their body or very specific parts of their body, or they can share the energy with another person. And typically, a Reiki session is done on a massage table, uh, fully clothed, and the person will work usually from the top of the head and go all the way down the body in different very light hand positions, or the hands can be also above the body, um, such as in healing touch is a very common one that's taken by the nursing professions um, in Western medicine, uh, known as healing touch. And Reiki are very, very similar. Um, so it's a way of transferring high vibrational energy to another person so that they can remove energy blocks. And it's kind of like recharging the batteries of a person who's been ill. A lot of times a person who's been ill um, has low energy, um, may sleep a lot, um, trying to do a lot of that healing processes can take a lot of energy from the body. What Reiki does, it helps energize the body. It helps to remove energy blocks in the body so the body can heal better and more efficiently. So not only is Reiki able to work on that physical level, but it can also help remove emotional blocks as well. So once again, when you're talking about depression, it can help relieve emotional blocks tied to depression. It can help remo remove emotional blocks from things in the past, traumas, things like that. So it can really help heal not only on the physical level, but on that emotional level too, which in many cases compounds that physical, um, the physical ailments or can make the body um, exhibit physical symptoms and signs of upset stomachs and, and uh, other things that can really... Um, 
make the body unwell or unbalanced. So Reiki helps bring the energy system of the body back into balance. Healing takes place on a very, very um, powerful level. And I, I can say just by, by my own experiences of doing Reiki and teaching Reiki for the last 12 years, um, teaching hundreds of people from all walks of life. I've taught medical providers, nurses, doctors, um, dentists, and then on the other side, many non-health professionals, um, and how they've discovered its, its incredible ability to heal anything, no matter what that is, um, on just an energetic level. And it can help with any adjunctive um, treatments each person is going through. Like once again, if a cancer patient's going through chemo and radiation, things like that, they've done studies that have shown that Reiki can really help with the side effects of those treatments. And so the side effects of other treatments as well can be uh, minimalized uh, using energy work. So energy work can, can work um, on the body, on the emotional self, on those higher levels to help speed healing and to help bring about very positive outcomes uh, where it was thought maybe positive outcomes could not be, um, could not, could not be a possibility. An individual then could uh, locate a Reiki master such as yourself or come to visit you and get a Reiki energy healing. Is this something that they can learn uh, to do themselves? Is there a way that they can actually do Reiki to help themselves? Absolutely. That's one of the greatest things um, about Reiki is that a person can learn it themselves. It's very, very simple to learn. Typically, I'll, I'll teach a person um, in, a, in an eight-hour day, an eight-hour class, and by the time they leave, they will have all the tools that they need to work on themselves, to practice on themselves, or to um, take it home and work on their loved ones, work on neighbors, friends, anybody who, who you can get to sit down and, uh, and, and work with them. You can even work on somebody sitting in a chair. So there's no specific or, you know, huge... Um, learning curves for Reiki. It's actually a very, very simple process of hands-on energy work that a person can, can learn in an eight-hour period of time. We'll be right back with Keith Sang in just a minute. This is Robert Rogers from Parkinson's Recovery. I suspect that uh, many people still have doubts about whether or not people out there really exist that are getting incredible relief from their symptoms. They doubt whether or not there are people who are actually on the road to recovery, and they doubt whether or not there are really any people who are symptom-free today, people who were previously diagnosed with the symptoms of Parkinson's. Now, if you have doubts, I want to invite you to seriously consider two possibilities. One of them is to join us on our cruise to Alaska. I know a number of the people who will be joining us, and you are going to be amazed at their stories. Individuals who had the symptoms of Parkinson's but who are on the road to recovery. I interview people all the time on the radio program so you can hear the voices of those who are recovering. It's a different experience to actually see face-to-face, -face, in the flesh, people who have figured out ways to be able to get relief from the symptoms of Parkinson's. Seven days, 
Cruise to Alaska, Parkinson's Recovery Free Workshops. You can get information from Trucky Robertson, who's our partner and travel agent. His phone number is 360-987-2333. The second place you can come to be able to actually see individuals who are figuring out ways to get relief from their symptoms is our next Jumpstart to Wellness event on Vancouver Island in Canada. We'll be there on March the 26th and 27th, both Deborah Russell and myself, giving individuals tips, suggestions, and tools that they can use for themselves day in and day out to be able to get relief from their symptoms. So sign up. We'd like to be able to see you either at Jumpstart or at our seven-day cruise to Alaska. Now back to Keith Sang. I'm talking with Keith Sang, who's talking about techniques that you can use to heal yourself and get reduction from stress that are free and don't cost a cent. One of the ways is to be able to make your own tinctures. Tell us more about that, Keith. Well, tinctures are basically made, and this may involve a little bit of expense, but it's usually um, not much at all. It's through uh, plants, uh, herbal plants that have uh, medicinal properties. And creating your own tinctures, which are basically the herbal, the the medicine within the herbs that creates the healing properties in the body. So, um, for example, echinacea is a flower, which you can easily grow um, in your own garden. Uh, peppermint, which is really good for the stomach, you can grow in your own garden. There's many herbs that you can grow on your own, in your own garden, and then typically what you can, we, you can do with them is you dry them and then you place them into an alcohol solution. So what I'm talking about is uh, 100 proof vodka or brandy. And the, the reason for the, the alcohol, it's a, it's a carrier. So first of all, it takes the medicine, that which you really want, out of the plant and suspends it into a liquid. And so once that is then put into the liquid, it is then dropped under the tongue. Now, right under the tongue is a, a, a blood vessel that, when used with alcohol or, let's say, nitroglycerin or other types of medicines, reacts immediately within the bloodstream. So tinctures are taken under the tongue. That is then, through the carrier uh, alcohol, is placed right into the bloodstream, so it's much more efficient than, let's say, uh, drinking teas or taking uh, dried herbs in a pill. Those tend to be fairly inefficient. So you're using a lot of herbs, but you're not getting the, a stronger dose of the medicine in the body. So with tinctures, you're able to just take several drops under the tongue. It goes directly into the bloodstream, and it has a, a much higher efficacy rate than just the dried herbs or in a tea. So you can make your own tinctures. Uh, you basically do that by getting yourself a canning jar, putting the dried herbs in there, and then covering them over the top with 100-proof uh, alcohol, 100-proof vodka, and that, let that sit for six weeks. After the six-week period, you just drain the liquid out and put it in, a little, uh, put it in dropper bottles, which you would then use two, three times a day um, under the tongue. So you can create these at a much uh, cheaper cost than you would, say, buying them at a store. 
But if you don't want to go to the process of creating your own, you can also buy tinctures that you can find in the store as well. But I think my point here is, is that you can use these tinctures as a powerful way for getting herbs and their medicine into your body, which can be very, very um, effective in alleviating many, many um, types of diseases and uh, syndromes and things that the body is, is trying to heal. Herbs can be a very powerful way to do that. I have interviewed herbalists who uh, talk about very specific herbs that can address symptoms of Parkinson's. Are you suggesting then that a person could identify the herbs that might address those specific symptoms and then simply combine all of those that they need into a tincture and take that every day? Uh, yes, that, that can happen. And I, I would say that, um, once again, plants um, are medicine, and tinctures can be very, very powerful medicine. So it would be important to, if you're not familiar with, with the types of herbs that you may need, um, is to go to an herbalist and talk to them and find out what would be specific for whatever you're, you're, you're dealing with, whether it's Parkinson's or something else. And also remember that if you are taking other medications, that, that herbs can interact with, um, with other types of medications. So just because an herb is natural doesn't mean that you can take a whole bunch of it and it will make things better. But I would say that herbs can be very, very effective. So if you do your research, if you, you know, find the help you need, if you're unfamiliar with herbs to do this, um, that I would use some caution, but not to be afraid, but to be, to be sure that what you're doing um, meshes with other medicines you may be taking and what it is that you want to accomplish um, in taking the herbs. So um, herbs can be very powerful, and you can, once again, do it yourself. I'll be right back with Keith Sang in just a minute. This is Robert Rogers from Parkinson's Recovery. Some people I know have the idea that once you get on the cruise to Alaska, I'm going to be giving lectures about my most recent book published just last month that's entitled Road to Recovery from Parkinson's Disease. Uh, it's true, I've been a professor for 20 years, and it's true, I like to talk nonstop. But what I want you to know is that's not going to happen. I'm not going to talk about the book. I'm not going to talk about the information in the book. If you'd like to be able to get the content of all that I've learned over these past three or four years from my interviews and from my research, you can get that through reading the book. That seems to me that's the best way. And information on the book you can find at www.parkinsonsdisease.me. And an important caution, those of you who are Parkinson's Recovery members, you've got the book on the member website. So don't acquire that through the regular route. Go to the member website, and you'll be able to see a download there. Everyone is invited to join us on the Parkinson's Recovery Cruise to Alaska. It leaves May 3rd from Seattle. Seven days and a most incredible vacation in itself. And, of course, you're going to also hear the most incredible ideas from the most incredible people. More information from Truckee Robertson from Twin Harbors Travel at 360-987-2333. Back to Keith. Keith, tell us about some of the natural methods people can use to detox their bodies of heavy metals, pesticides, and other noxious materials. That is a problem uh, in our society. We have a lot of toxins that 
enter our body through our food, our air, our water. And so our body is uh, very adept at uh, holding on to those things, and that can create some real issues within the body. So I think the first thing um, that really helps is to ensure a good um, inflow of water to the body, good clean water to the body. Um, I think as, as Americans and people, I think, around the world in general, we don't drink enough water. I think that um, we don't think about it much. I think we we may supplant our water intake with um, other things such as soda pop and coffee and tea and, and juice. And, I, and the body, what the body really needs most often is just a lot of good, clean water uh, moving through it. So that would be the first um, very quick way of, of helping release some of those things in the body and detoxing is just um, some good water intake. Um, secondly, um, giving the digestive system a chance to slow down or stop can really help in detoxing the body. Um, but when you talk about detoxing, it's also very important to realize there's some people who are diabetic, um, who may be hypoglycemic, uh, who may have blood sugar issues with the body. So in, in some cases, a, a deep um, fasting or cleansing detox may not be Suitable. So I would say for all of you out there that have um, issues with your blood sugar um, or in stabilizing your blood sugar, these would probably not uh, work very well for you. But for the rest of you that, that don't have these issues, um, a fast can really help with detoxing the body. And it doesn't mean you have to go for 20 or 30 or 40 days without any food. But what it can be simply as um, eating a very light breakfast, and a very light lunch, keeping the oils out of your diet and, and such forth. And then fasting and drinking nothing but water from lunchtime until breakfast the next day. And start with that. And um, it can be a very, very light um, fasting. And what that will do is it, it, it gives the digestive system, number one, a chance to slow down or to rest. At the same time, the body is going to be working on cleansing the body of any impurities, um, any metals, uh, chemicals in the body are going to have a chance to begin to be released. Now, one of the issues with, uh, with a detox is uh, related to fasting or in uh, minimalizing your food intake is that these things, these toxins will be released in the body. It will need to be filtered through the liver and the kidneys. So it's important to remember this. And once again, the flushing with water is very important. But as these things are released into the body, um, a person may feel a little upset, a stomach upset. Um, uh, they may feel some pain within their abdominal area or uh, in the liver area as the liver is trying to keep up to, uh, to release these toxins. So in some cases, um, you may not feel great uh, as your body begins to detox. So just to keep that in mind. Um, Sometimes the healing process can be a little bit painful, and that's nothing to um, maybe to shy you away from some of these these aspects. But um, so another way is also juice fasting, um, getting a juicer and juicing carrots or uh, beets, which is really good for the blood. Um, mixing it with some apple juice, or you know, adding some herbs in there if you'd like. Um, things like um, a little bit of garlic and maybe a little rosemary or thyme and, 
and, and adding those into your, um, into your juices can help um, also with the cleansing process. Parsley is a very good blood, blood cleanser as well. So um, getting a juicer and going on a juice fast for a day or maybe two can do wonderful things to help detox the body. Um, another is also a, a colon cleanse. Uh, our colon processes everything. Um, oftentimes, um, food and digestive matter can get stuck in there, so it's important to to cleanse that. There are some commercial cleansers on the market which you can use. Um, also, a very simple one is a psyllium husk. That's P-S-Y-L-L-I-U-M. Psyllium. It's a it's a non-digestible type of fiber that um, you just mix a couple of teaspoons in your juice. And you drink it down really quick. It goes into your digestive system. And then once it hits the colon, um, it actually expands. And then it scours the walls of the colon, um, which makes it, which cleans it out and makes it shiny and healthy and new. So um, psyllium husk is very, very inexpensive. Um, you can use that as a, as a colon cleansing agent. Once again, remember to drink plenty of water when you do that. So the colon can hold a lot of toxins. The liver can hold a lot of toxins. Um, our fat cells can hold a lot of toxins. So as we, as we do some fasting, as we do some, you know, reducing our, our intake of food, um, that helps release some of these toxins in the body. Um, another um, good aspect to remember is when detoxing, once again, supporting the liver. So there's some good herbs out there that, once again, it goes back to using the tinctures. There's some good liver support tinctures you would want to use, some good kidney support tinctures you might want to use or make on your own. Um, and another um, um, agent that a lot of people are using is what's called kombucha, and that's spelled K-O-M-B-U-C-H-A. And it's now being able to be found in many stores. Um, it's filtered, it's put into a bottle, and it's labeled. Um, but it's also very, very simple to create yourself and make yourself. Kombucha is actually a conglomeration of a bacteria and a fungus that grows in a medium of basically tea, black tea, and sugar. And so what the kombucha does is it um, takes and changes the sugar into gluconic, glucuronic acid, two different types of acids that are used in the liver, um, as a, as a liver support and helps cleanse the liver. So um, kombucha can be, can be purchased in bottles or you can make your own for about 25 cents uh, for a week's supply of, uh, of kombucha. So if you want, you can look that up online. Um, it's very easy to find and it's very easy to make. And it's extremely powerful for helping to detox the body and help support the liver as well. So um, it's something you might want to look into. We'll be right back with Keith Sang in just a minute. This is Robert Rogers from Parkinson's Recovery. Back to Keith. Keith Sang now is going to do a special meditations that will be dedicated to individuals who have the symptoms of Parkinson's. So I know that with Parkinson's, the uh, symptoms are varied uh, by each individual. So what I like to do is just a very simple uh, meditation with uh, visualization and also incorporating um, color 
to help with whatever symptoms uh, each of you out there who's listening to this uh, may be experiencing. Um, this is a quieting, uh, very, very relaxing meditation, which also is going to incorporate some healing um, energy with it as well. So um, if I can challenge each of you to go ahead and kind of follow along with me and, and try this out and, and see how it works for you. So if each of you out there can get into a nice, relaxed position, uh, sitting up would be best with your feet on the floor and your back straight, if that's not possible. Um, find, just find a place for you to be a little bit comfortable for the next few minutes, and, and we'll go ahead and, and do this. So once again, let's start with your breathing, because that's really the key to a successful meditation and successful relaxation is that breathing. So let's start by uh, breathing on a four count like we were just talking about. So in through your mouth or in through your nose, four, one, two, three, four, and out through your mouth, one, two, three, four. And let's just start concentrating on the breath. Start doing that four count breathing. Starting to relax a little bit. Letting go of all the thoughts of your day or your evening, depending on what time it is when you're listening to this. Let your mind slow down a little bit and let all that other stuff that you have to do, just let that release out of your mind. It's not important for the moment. And you know what? You can always come back to it after you're done with this meditation. So take a few more deep breaths in and out, relaxing the mind, relaxing the body. And remember to do that diaphragmatic breathing where you're breathing in and your stomach and your abdominal area is kind of moving outward, your diaphragm is moving down and breathing out, your diaphragm is moving up, releasing the air, relaxing at a much more deeper and deeper levels, letting go of everything. If you find your shoulders are up near your ears or pushed upward, relax your shoulders down. Relax your jaw. If you find your jaw is tight, put some space between your teeth. Open up your jaw a little bit. Let that relax. So two of the main areas right now are your jaw and your shoulders. Let that all release and relax. Moving down your back. Releasing all the tension in your back. Moving into the front of your abdominal area. Releasing, letting your breathing release that stress in your abdominal area. Down into your hips and your legs. Down your legs and your calves to your feet. Let all the tension roll out of your feet. If you find as you do this mental assessment of your body, if you find any parts that are tight or tense, go ahead and just let them relax. Let it all go. Now if you would... Visualize a sacred space for yourself, somewhere that you feel relaxed and safe and warm. It might be on the beach. It might be in the woods. It might be where you are right now, just sitting and relaxing, maybe in front of a fire or whatever situation you want to see yourself in that's relaxing and calming and safe. That's where you want to be right now. Go ahead and let yourself go into that space. 
Be a part of that space. Relax. Concentrating on your breathing. Letting all your tensions go. Concentrating on my voice as well. And now what I'd like you to do is we're going to use a little color here. Actually, what it is, it's the, the conglomeration of all colors. So we're going to use white today. White is a very powerful healing color that can work throughout the body on, on many, many different issues. So I want you to start by visualizing white, high energetic light surrounding your body. From the top of your head, all around your body, down, even around the bottom of your feet so that you're surrounded 360 degrees in white, pure, healing light. Now this white light is very, very powerful. It's good. As it surrounds you, you're going to feel warm and safe. You may feel energy movement around your body as you visualize this white energy. Now have that white energy move to the top of your head, down your spine, filling your whole body with this white healing light from the inside out. Another way you can do this is have white energy radiating out from your heart center and surrounding your whole body. Any areas of pain is released. Wherever you have pain in your body, this white energy goes there and helps to release that pain. If you're having tremors anywhere in your body, that white light will go to that area, concentrate in that area, and slow down any tremors, make them release and relax. Have the body relax, releasing pain. Anywhere else that you know that you need healing on your body, this white light energy is going to go there. It's going to concentrate there and help you release and heal wherever it is, wherever it is on your body that needs healing, that needs release. As this white light fills your being, you're feeling full and whole and complete and healed. And you know that your body is working on its healing. You know that your body is going to heal itself so you'll be well and whole, releasing any symptoms, releasing all stress, letting it all go. Keep yourself surrounded in this light. Keep the white light around you. And even as my voice, as we begin to become back into the present moment, this white light will continue to surround you all day long. Just concentrate on it. Think about it throughout the day. And this white light will be surrounding you, healing you, relaxing you, making you become whole. So kind of bring yourself back into the moment. Wiggle your fingers, wiggle your toes. And remember, this white light will be surrounding you for the rest of the day. 
We'll be right back with Keith Sang in just a minute. This is Robert Rogers, and this is Parkinson's Recovery. You've just heard a meditation by Keith Sang. After giving so many people all of these self-help techniques, I know that there are going to be individuals who are going to want to get in touch with you, Keith Sang. So how do they do that? Actually, that is very, very simple. Um, we have many modes of, um, of communication that, that, that can be used. Uh, first of all, you can go to our website, which is www.moonglowonline.com. So www.moonglowonline.com. Or you can give us a call. Our phone number is 360-482-4174. Or even just simply you can do a Google search and you can put in Moonglow Enlightenment Center. Or just Google me, Keith Zhang, my last name is Z-A-N-G, and we'll pop up. Uh, a million places where you can get a hold of us or find out who we are and what we do and what we have to offer. You offer, as I understand it, regular training sessions, regular workshops on helping people learn how to do Reiki on themselves and also helping others uh, do Reiki. Uh, could you talk some about that? Yes, we hold uh, fairly regular classes. So if you go to our website, uh, you can find out what those dates will be. And we teach all levels of Reiki. Reiki comes in... Uh, three levels. The first level really relates to physical healing. The level two works uh, more on the emotional healing. And then level three, which is called the mastership, lets you uh, teach and pass that on to others uh, through what's called an attunement. So we have those classes on a fairly regular basis. We also offer um, practice for, for new Reiki students or those that are old hand. We have regular um, or those that want to try it, we have regular free um, practice sessions at our at our center, um, and we also offer individual sessions for people that want to come in, and uh, we incorporate um, Reiki and different modalities of of healing, as well as um, what goes along with those sessions. Not only the the hands-on aspect of the work, but also the the counseling and aspects of of emotional healing as well um, that we offer. You've explained uh, to people in some considerable detail how they can make their own tinctures, but I know there's some people listening or thinking, well, that's, that's great, but I'll never do it. You have tinctures that are also available to people. Can you explain some about what that's all about? Yes, occasionally when we, uh, when we do our tinctures, we will offer them for sale. Um, they're on our website. Um, Typically, we focus on those tinctures that help support the liver and the kidneys and the internal organs, as well as um, the blood and the blood systems and the heart and the veins and the arteries, etc. So occasionally, we do have um, tinctures for sale, and those are available on our website. We also have flower essences, which we talked about before. We create all our own flower essences on site. Um, we do have quite a number of wildflowers that grow around our property, uh, wild honeysuckle and scotch broom and, of course, dandelions, uh, although most people don't realize how powerful dandelions are. Um, they're a really good liver um, um, tonic. But um, above and beyond that, we have wild roses and many other types of wildflowers that grow um, on, the, on the property there, as well as we do cultivate some 
ourselves, such as lavender, and they're all grown organically. So we created some of our own tinctures and our own flower essences, and all that's available as well. Tell us about your book, Touching the Light. I, it's my first book. Um, it relates about how um, each of us is a being of light, how sometimes through life experiences, through our lives, our day-to-day lives, we forget about who we truly are, um, that we are light, that we do have the capability of our own self-healing, and that there's quite an active um, world within our world in a sense that can help us rediscover that. We do have a lot of help, um, both within ourselves and around us, that can help us rediscover that light and discover who we truly are and what our true abilities are, which in reality we're extremely powerful beings. And the book talks about how we can reconnect with that. That book, again, is Touching the Light by Keith, K-E-I-T-H, Zhang, Z-A-N-G. And you can obtain that either through his website or by going to Amazon.com. Keith, you've worked with many, many individuals who uh, have chronic diseases, who are seriously ill. Uh, Is it possible for someone, for example, who has a chronic condition like Parkinson's to feel better, to get relief from their symptoms, and to basically heal themselves? Absolutely. If there's anything I can say to those of you out there listening, that sometimes it takes a new approach to old problems. Um, Chronic diseases are ultimately um, can be debilitating, and it can put people in a sense that there's no hope. But I have worked with thousands and thousands of people, both my wife and myself, and we've taught many other people, how to do um, self-healing work, and the transformations that occur are just incredible. It's Once again, it's about finding new solutions that work for you for these old problems. And once it's like a key turning in a lock, once that happens, the doors open wide, and the healing is really deep and intense, and things that were thought that couldn't be healed Suddenly, people are walking around brand new, alive, and healthy, and well. And oftentimes, it just took the effort to change the thought paradigm, to thinking, well, this is only one way I can do things. I have to go down this one path. And then opening the doors and seeing, oh, I have choices. And then by using those choices, by sticking with those choices, some things take time an effort on a person's part. The self-healing aspect is just that. It's healing the self. So it takes work. But it can be done. And I guarantee each and every one out there that you can become whole and well individuals. Sometimes it's just a matter of changing uh, what you feel is effective and what's not. And bringing back that level of all things are possible and bringing that into your life and discovering what can work for you. Thank you so much, Keith Sang, for being my very special guest today on the Parkinson's Recovery Radio Network. Keith Sang, the author of Touching the Light. Thank you very much, and it's been a pleasure to be here. 
And that's what's happening on the shores of the Puget Sound, where all the men are handsome, all the women are smart, and all the children are truly loved. Know that you are on the road to recovery. Good day. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.